Yo, what is up, guys? And welcome to episode 32 of Excuse the Miamians. It is October 11th, 2023, and we are right, literally right next to Halloween. And before we continue, I just want to talk about the fact that on Halloween day, I forgot what year it was. Maybe it was 2013. I was a freshman in college and I ended up going with my best friend on StubHub. And I'm like, listen, do we get these tickets? Dolphins prime time against the Bengals. Do we need it to get us correct? And he's like, yeah. And I, I you know, anytime my best friend tells me yes, it's usually we're just going to do it. I mean, we did the same thing. We went to a Maroon 5 concert. He's like, we're just going to get the tickets today, whatever. So we end up going to the game and we sit there while watching. I'm not sure if it was at the Hard Rock at the time or the Dolphin Stadium because they changed the names. But we ended up watching the Dolphins end up getting a safety sack. I think it was on Andy Dalton. And the Dolphins ended up walking it off in overtime. It was beautiful. I mean, one of the best memories I ever have. I mean, anytime it's Halloween, I'm always dressed up as a Yoshi outfit in my Yoshi costume. So the fact that I have a different memory from Halloween, it's beautiful. But anyway, Dolphins had a beautiful week as well. They ended up going 4-1 on the season, beating the New York Giants 31-16. There are a lot of things that we're going to be covering up on today's episode. We're going to be talking about the Marlins that they made it to the postseason. We're going to be talking the Miami Heat. They just started the Miami Inter-Miami. I mean, their season pretty much is an, has come to an end, unfortunately. And then on top of that, we're going to be talking about the Florida Panthers because their season begins tomorrow so like i told you this is the end of the year is when all the sports start gathering up and it just gets crazy and i'm loving that because if you're a miami sports fan i mean we just had the best year ever on south florida sports nobody's won a chip yet hopefully it's the dolphins but anyway miami dolphins destroy the new york giants 31 to 16 and the dolphins once again score have over 500 yards of offense and if we want to be very specific 524 yards total we had 302 passing yards and 222 rushing yards this is a completely different team that i saw when i was a kid and it goes back to i went to my girlfriend's house i think it was last week and i i, I was talking to her dad and even her dad told me i've never seen a dolphins team this good that's just incredible. This man saw Dan Marino play. He saw all the great Dolphins players. And the fact that you're comparing this Dolphins squad to the old Dolphins squad, it's wild. This is the first time since 2003 that the Dolphins start a season 4-1. and one. That is beautiful. I mean, I've never seen this. I usually, I've seen the Dolphins go 3-0 and oh, and then it ends up going to 3-3 three and three really quick. Just like last season. And the, the, I think it happened a couple years when, when we had Tannehill. They would Dolphins went 3-0, and then they ended up losing three straight. So the AFC East at the top is the Dolphins again because the Bills ended up losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I really thought the Bills were going to beat them. And when I'm watching that game, I'm like, yo, the Dolphins could really take sole possession today of the AFC East. So the Dolphins have been at the top literally the entire season, and you got to feel good about it. Tua didn't have the best game. We're going to talk about everything, but remember, one of the things that we have said is the Dolphins' defense needs to step up. And I know the Giants are missing pretty much their entire offensive line. You're going to hope that your, that your defense shows up and does something, and that is exactly what they did. We ended up getting seven sacks. Remember, the Giants, the week before that, they ended up getting sacked, I think it was eight or nine times, like a crazy number. And the Dolphins were able to get seven sacks. You have to feel good about that because the Vic Vangio defense, I know it's the Giants and their offense has not been the best this year, but you have to show up every single game. And that's exactly what they did. Huge props to everybody. 
We're going to be talking about the offense. We got Tua. Didn't have the best game. 22 for 30, 308 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. We're going to be talking about the interceptions in a bit. But before we continue, I got to talk about Devon Achan. My gosh. This rookie didn't even play the first game of the season. Is second in the leaderboard in the most rushing yards for the NFL right now in week six, going into week six. That's wild. So he had 11 carries, 151 yards, one touchdown. Raheem Mostert ended up getting second string, 10 carries, 65 yards, and still got a touchdown. That is crazy. We have one of the best one-two punches in the NFL in rushing, so it's beautiful. And last but not least, receiving. Let's talk about Tyreek Hill for a second. My man had eight catches, 181 yards, and one touchdown. But the referees, what are you doing? My man Tyreek Hill scores a touchdown, goes to the stands, and I don't know what the referees are thinking. They throw a flag for us, excessive celebration. All the man is trying to do is give the ball to his mom. And as he throws the ball, what is the fan doing? He literally blocks the ball, keeps it, starts jumping, and everybody around him is like, hey, that's his mom, dude. You got to give him the ball. So he ends up saying sorry and gives it. But come on, referees. Come on, NFL. And I think they even ended up giving him a fine for that. It's like, what are you guys doing, man? Come on, dude. Tyreek Hill. Come on. You guys find him for not having socks on and another play as well. <sighs> the no fun league. Anyway, Cedric Wilson Jr. had four catches, 52 yards, and Jalen Waddle finally gets his first touchdown of the season. He had five catches, 35 yards, and one touchdown. Dolphins offensively, we ended up having over 500 yards, which is beautiful, but, you know, we could have scored a lot more points, I think. We really could have. And we're going to be talking about the two turnovers that Tua had just because I'm not going to say that I mean, one of them was a really, really bad throw. But prior to that, it could have been called back. We'll talk about it. Tua ends up going on the shotgun. We're in the red zone. You already know the Dolphins this season and Tua in general have had has had a really good percentage in the red zone. We usually score there. Whether it's a field goal or a touchdown, we're usually scoring. So Tua ends up throwing it and he's trying to thread the needle to Jalen Waddle. And I thought it was a bad throw. Obviously, there's three people in the area. And at the same time, I know he's trying to get Jalen Waddle back into the mix, trying to have, you know, a hat trick or whatever with touchdowns. But you just can't force the ball in situations like that, especially when you're in the red zone. The play prior to that, though, J he tries to go for Jalen Waddle again. And Jalen Waddle's jumping, and the Giants defender's literally on him. And there's no, you know, passer interference. If, there, if he ended up getting that passer interference, we would have been on the one-yard line. And you just hand the ball over to Raheem Moster or Achan. That's a quick touchdown. The Dolphins would have been up by a lot more. And then on at halftime, we would have gotten the ball once again. So instead, he ends up throwing a 102 pick six. And that's actually what made the Giants get a pretty close game. I think it was 10-13 at the time. So Dolphins could have gone up more. And the second um, the second interception happened when Tool, he ends up uh, hitting a shotgun. And Connor Williams ends up coming back, which is a great thing. Because I don't want Liam Eichenberg on the line anymore. Anytime he's in the line... I start, you know, shaking because I, I, I want Tua to be healthy. So all of a sudden, Tua ends up throwing the ball and hits Connor Williams' helmet. I'm just happy that he does not have an injury towards his thumb because you don't want that to happen to Tua. And then, you know, the ball gets intercepted. And I thought maybe Walter could have caught that, but I don't know. Tua was smiling right after. And if he's smiling, 
that guy's a bad man because he already knows that he's going to go and they're going to score on the next drive. I know I've said this before. Anytime Tua throws a ball, he ends up turning into Dan Marino. Prime Dan Marino, all right? So when he does that, you already know the Dolphins are going to go out and score another touchdown. It's just a beautiful thing. Miami ends up going. They beat the New York Giants, and they're 4-1 in the season. The Dolphins end up playing next week against the Carolina Panthers, and the Dolphins really could go 5-1. and one. The, the next game after that is the Eagles. So it's going to be a crazy showdown. Right now, the Eagles are undefeated, so maybe we're looking at a 5-1, 6-0 matchup. It'll be crazy. And the Dolphins, listen, right now, the NFL should do whatever it takes to do and have throwback jerseys. Bro, imagine if we have the Eagles with their throwbacks and the Dolphins with their throwbacks. Oh, my gosh, dude. That, that would be beautiful. I would want nothing but that. But anyway, Dolphins, we got to beat the Panthers. We got to go and we got to do what we got to do, take care of business and go into the next game. Now, one of the things that we're going to talk about is... We have two major injuries. One of them happened before the Giants game, and I wasn't able to cover that. But Armstead did go on the IR. So what the IR means is that he is injured. Uh, it's called the injured reserve. And he will not be back for at least four weeks. So he ended up missing the Giants game. And he's going to miss the Panthers, the Eagles, and the Patriots game. But he will be back for the Chiefs. Hopefully he could play that game. And that game is going to be, I believe it's in Germany. So... That's going to be a really, really good game. It's going to be a primetime game early in the morning. we got to wake up early and watch that one and root for the Dolphins. And then a really unfortunate one just happened today. A-Chan is out and goes into the IR. We ended up seeing yesterday in the news that he was going to be out for this game coming up. But now since he's in the IR, it's going to suck. So he's going to miss the Chiefs game, but then we end up going on a bye week. So he'll be back for the Raiders. I mean, he's going to be pretty much getting six weeks off. So that's going to be good for him to get that rest. He did suffer that injury in the game, but he kept playing, which is wild. So we'll see what happens. And then Jalen Ramsey, according to Marcel Louis-Jacques, he was on the Pat McAfee show the other day. And he was saying that Jalen Ramsey is looking really, really good and he's doing great progress. He thinks that Jalen Ramsey will be back in mid-November or starting December. So... Originally, he tried to beat his injury time because, remember, he did have a small procedure done. So maybe we end up getting him towards the end of the season, which is a good boost, honestly. If you have a couple of players that are injured right now, but you can get them in the middle or at the end of the season, man, you're looking at entering the playoffs looking healthy. So, hey, maybe the Dolphins go into the playoffs healthy. I mean, hopefully Tua stays healthy, but we already know that they can make really big noise in the playoffs if they get the, their defense correct. I mean, Nick Needham is coming back as well, so that's going to be a huge boost for the Dolphins, and we'll see what happens. But anyway, those are, that's pretty much the Dolphins' news for the day, and we just got to look forward to beating the Carolina Panthers. The Marlins, my hat goes off to them. They had what a great season, and I said this earlier on the episode nobody thought that the Dolphin, the Marlins were going to do great. Everybody thought that they were going to be number four in the NL East. Remember, they thought the Phillies, the, the, the Mets, and the Braves were going to be at the top three for sure. But everybody didn't expect for the Marlins to do what they had to do. And they made it to that third spot. They were close to the second spot. And, hey, they ended up doing some great trades. Pedro, uh, you know, they traded for the Twins. They got... Uh, the Twins got Pedro Lopez, and the Marlins got Louis, uh, Luis Arias. 
that was a great trade for the Marlins. The Marlins lacked hitting all season. I think that the Dolphins have always, I mean, the Marlins have always had great pitching, but we just never have good hitting. And we finally ended up getting a great batter. It just sucks that he went into the playoffs injured. You can tell that he was struggling in there. And, you know, you just got to give your, your hats off. As well as uh, Kim Ang, our general manager. She was able to get Berger and, and Jake, and they were just being able to just do what they have to do. Get uh, Josh Bell, sorry. And they got all the hits. It helped the Marlins out in the middle, you know, in the middle of the season. But if we're gonna be honest, we don't know if Josh Bell's gonna end up re-signing. As for Berger, he's gonna be in the Marlins next year. One of the things the Marlins are gonna need, I'm looking at it from now. We need a brand new catcher, we need a shortstop, we need an outfielder, and we're gonna need some pitching. It's gonna be a little tough, but the Marlins, if I mean with the new resume that they got going on, the new regime, sorry, it's gonna be good. I really do hope that they're able to find great players and make this Marlins postseason again. I also want to see for next year, Jazz Chisholm, he has to get, you know, healthy. I know he missed a lot of time last year. This season, he did miss some time, but he did have turf toe surgery. Uh, I think it was yesterday, but he's going to recover fine. And hopefully the Marlins get some great aces next year. One unfortunate news that happened. And I think that it's one of the things that everybody thought was going to go down. Sandy Alcantara, he ends up having Tommy John surgery and will miss the entire year next season. That's going to suck because that is our starting ace. He is our legend. He is our best player. He is the, the great, you know, number one that we have there. And unfortunately, he is injured. Remember, during the Don Mattingly era, he was pitching a lot of games. He would go throw complete, you know, shutouts. It was tough. No wonder. I mean, he ended up getting the best, you know, the best pitcher award. I forgot what it was called. My gosh, I can't. The the Cy Young. He he got the Cy Young that year. But this year he struggled a lot and he had that pain on his arm. Hey, it's better to just let him have surgery, let him get out. And it's going to suck, but the Martins can make some noise next year if they get the right pitchers. As well as, you know, you hope Arias gets better. That's what you're going to want. And we just got to see what the Martins are going to end up doing. But... Whatever, they ended up losing to the Phillies two games in a row, and you could tell it was a lack of hitting. We got we to gotta fix that issue for next year, but I know that the Marlins, if they could do anything right, it's going to be the pitching. So let's hope that they could get the pitches correctly, and we're going to just end up getting some batters. That's all we need. And anyway, Marlins season. I mean, uh, Miami Heat. Preseason started yesterday. They ended up winning their first game against Charlotte, 113-109. to and if you're looking at the list, we didn't get Jimmy Butler playing. But we did have Kyle, uh, Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo, Kevin Love. You know, they're not going to give you the full game minutes. But man, let's talk about how the Miami Heat, they literally go anywhere. They can go into a Dollar Tree and make that person be the most expensive item there. Yo, Cole Swider, 17 points. Thomas Bryant, 15 points. Jaime Hawkins Jr., 13 points. It's like the, the Miami Heat, we already know Eric Spolstra is the best. But whenever he gets any roster, he does what he has to do and try to tries to make it a championship team. And the way that you're looking at this Heat roster, everybody's falling asleep. Everybody thinks that, nobody's, that the Heat can't compete. Come on, man. I think that if anything, it does suck that we lost Vincent. The fact that we lost Struess, it hurts a lot. But you're looking at this team and you're thinking, we actually might have more depth. I mean, you got Josh Richardson. You got Jaime Hawkins Jr. You're going to give Highsmith more minutes. 
Everybody's sleeping on Duncan Robinson. I know my boy didn't play a lot last year, but you know his stock value is going to go up when we start playing him and he starts making those threes. Then you got Jovic. He's going to come back. Jamal Cain. He's going to be playing. The team is going to be great. The team is going to do what they have to do. And I get it. We have a lack of a guard position. We need a point guard. I mean, what are we going to do? Kyle Lowry and Josh Richardson, you know, switching in and out. We don't know yet, but we'll see what happens. I mean, people are thinking that we're going to trade Kyle Lowry at the half because, I mean, he is owed a lot of money. And in the middle of the season, if there is a star that wants to leave their team and go and join another one, you know, the Heat are going to be in those trade rumors. So maybe we end up doing some great stuff, but I really do think that this Heat this Heat team could be a fourth seed, even a third or second seed. Right now, I do think Milwaukee is the team to beat, but I don't think that the that the Celtics are unstoppable, and I don't think that the Bucks are unstoppable either. I think they they have their their issues in their de- you know in their defense. I know they're gonna have Gian- uh, Giannis and Brook Lopez, but if we're looking at it, who's gonna guard Jimmy? Right? Who's gonna guard Bam? You're gonna just see how the game's gonna work. So and Tyler Hero, come on, man, this is his year. He's gonna pop off and he's gonna get a bunch of points. Miami Heat season starts, I believe, on October 25th. It's going to be a good one. Let's be talking about Inter-Miami. I got to say, I'm very, very sad because Messi was out for about four or five games. And I got to look this up real quick because I don't want to get this wrong, right? Inter-Miami, they ended up losing, I think it was like four games in a row. But the one that really, uh, no, well, they didn't lose four games in a row. But the one that really stung us was when we lost to Chicago. So they end up losing 4-1 to one to Chicago. They tie against the New York, you know, City team. But then we end up going and we lose to Cincinnati. Those games hurt, okay? We needed to win one to not get eliminated from playoff contention. And Messi ended up not starting for, I think it was four games in a row. Then we end up going to Cincinnati's game. And Cincinnati, I mean, Miami hit the post about four times. They had the chance to score a bunch of times. And I know I'm not going in-depth into every single minute how I usually do. But Messi ends up getting into the game in the second half of the game. I think he was only playing for about 30 minutes. And we just couldn't get anything going. They score on us. Miami can't do anything. And Miami is eliminated. There's actually a couple good things about this. I know that Messi could get loaned out. So can Busquets. And so can Jordi Alba. Do I expect any of them to get loaned out? No. There were rumors that Messi was going to get loaned out to Barcelona. But I don't think that's going to happen. I really don't think so. Even Tata Martino says that he does not believe that he's going to get loaned out to another team. But, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. Do I think he will? No. He did end up flying to Argentina for the World Cup qualifier matches that do start on Thursday. But I just, I I don't see Messi... You know, I see him playing over there in Argentina now. It's only going to be like two games and then another two later on in the year. So he's not going to be playing a bunch of soccer. It's going to be great for him to get those rest, you know, that rest in. And then I do think that next year Miami will win the championship. Without a doubt, Miami does have the upper hand. They will be the team to beat next year. And the fact that Miami could go out and get another star. There's been a lot of talks that we might get. Uh, Luka Modric or we might go out there and get Luis Suarez and that we might even get uh, Griezmann which is crazy the French international player I mean that guy's a stud so if my if the Inter Miami is able to do any of those moves they will become an unstoppable force in the MLS so I expect the the Inter Miami to win next year their MLS Cup I really do believe that and it's a it's a, it's a true statement I do think they are going to win it they will win it and then last but not least Florida Panthers, they start against the Minnesota Wild 
and it's going to be a really, really good season. Last year, nobody expected them to even go to the playoffs. They go to the playoffs. Matthew Kachuk turns into prime Wayne Gretzky, and they just go on the run. They make it to the Stanley Cup Finals, literally on one leg, because everybody was injured, but it feels good. It really does. Panther season is back. Paul Maurice, nobody knew he was going to be a great coach. He says, you got to buy into the system. Everybody bought into the system. Every fan that was questioning him, we made that run. And he, they're like, we're not questioning you anymore, baby. You are the answer. So hopefully the Panthers have a great season. Hopefully we got Barkov coming back, playing great. And hopefully, you know, the one and only, our savior out here, ends up Matthew Kachucking, scoring all the points and all the goals that he needs to, to take us back into the playoffs. But with that, our episode 32 is finished. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you guys can, please share this podcast with your friends, with your with your coworkers, if you if they like any Miami sports, because you already know, I love to cover it. I love watching Miami sports. And if you guys can, follow the Twitter, at Love Miami Sports. I did change the name to Excuse the Miamians podcast there, but the at is at Love Miami Sports. And when you're there, Go into the bio. You're going to see the link tree. Follow the TikTok because I do make TikToks often. And I appreciate everybody who's here. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. And I'll catch you guys in the next one. Have a good one.